Hi, I'm Erica Darvis. Hi, I'm Amy Randolph. And you're listening to Podcast Rewind. We are two best friends talking hot topics and all of the podcasts that we're totally obsessed with. So come please be our friend on social media. You can find us at Podcast RWD on Instagram and Twitter. And then head over to Facebook and search Podcast Rewind. You can listen to our show wherever you're already listening to your favorite podcasts. Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever that is, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe because we need your stars to keep this show going. Cheers. Cheers. Let's talk podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Podcast Rewind, episode 62. I'm one of your hosts, Erica Jarvis. With me is my best friend and roommate and co-host, Amy Randolph. Hello. Hey, lady. Hi. Welcome to episode 62 of Podcast Rewind. We're like on a roll. We've done three shows in a week. We're committing to the bit. We're committing to the bit. And there's nothing like us constantly congratulating ourselves <laughs> and patting ourselves on the back. For putting out a show. The way we've committed to for a year and a half now. Just sets us up to fuck it up again. Seriously. What can Um, you do? Big question, Amy, before we start. Are Mm -hmm. you comfortable podcasting with me and the third eye currently on my forehead, the pimple that will not go away? If you're okay with the craters (laughs) on my chin. Like, I don't know what's going on in the early spring here in Florida, but my skin needs to chill. Is it... The weather, or is it like, hey, by the way, when you hit your mid-30s, puberty, thrice. Again. 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 Because we got it in college, and that's what they don't tell you in that sixth grade class with the pamphlet. By the way, when you hit 20, you're going to puberty out one more time. And is it happening again? You know how they tell children it gets better? It does not. Lies. Lies. Fucking lies. Because the youth is truly wasted on the young. Absolutely. What are we doing allowing these 18-year-old monsters to drink six beast lights, some like 99 bananas, and some jungle juice, weigh 110 pounds, and wake up the next morning and be a little messy for an 8.30 a.m.? Oh, exactly. I could be a monster until 3 a.m. and like make my 9 a.m. class like what? Like it's hard? What? Like it's hard? Yeah. <sighs> but you know what's not hard? <sighs> no, right now I'm just a little <laughs> little riled up, to be honest with you. I was going to say drinking, because we love oh. to start off our show yeah, yeah, yeah. with our drink of the week. Cheers. Ding. Ding. There it is. Um, I'm having a Stella Artois. I was feeling like a refreshing fucking whatever this is. Pilsner. Pilsner. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are great ears. A little Belgian in me. <laughs> I'm having, speaking of Belgians, a new Belgium. A Liquid Paradise IPA. It was super on sale at Target the other day. I stopped by and got a new pair of cute shoes. And then I was like, well, while I'm here, I should just see their beer selection. I got the necessities. Shoes, toilet paper, beer, car charger. I was like, this is adulting. That's that's Target. This is what you do at Target. Yeah. God bless Target. Seriously. I didn't spend $100, so I was like, whew. Well, then did you even go to Target? <laughs> Barely. It counts because I'm telling you. Uh, I see. We're yeah. putting it in the ether. If a tree falls, yeah. I went to Target. Exactly. Okay. Um, I guess the next thing to do is talk about what we're obsessed with this week. Yes. You want me to go first? Sure, by all means. Okay, so at, at the job that I have, <laughs> in a role that I was in previously, we focused a lot about how to turn losses into wins. Uh-huh. And like every week in the staff meeting it, we had to go around the table and like what was your loss to win this week and I usually was like oh like I dropped a penny and picked it the fuck back up because <laughs> um, you don't always necessarily have one that just yeah. enters your life that's of really course. worth the story 
But I had a loss to win today. Okay. And so it started <laughs> started a heavy loss. You want to tell the class what happened? <laughs> to, to my morale. Um, I was unfortunately <laughs> awoken this morning to this... Rudely? Rudely, rudely awakened to the sound that every pet owner knows... And that's when your pet is about to fucking puke. Yes. (laughs) Now, it was so clear to me, this sound, because it was happening next to my pillow. (laughs) The podcat. The first podcat. The first, the big podcat. The OG. The OG. I love her dearly. She got a little stomach buggy (laughs) at 5.45 this morning. (laughs) And as I'm just trying to doze back, because I'd kind of been awake already, I hear the... (laughs) (laughs) Guys, if you've never heard a cat throw up, you are living your best life. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) So I I go, baby, 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 no. Baby, no. No, no, no. We're in bed. We're in bed. And I realize, like, I can't shove her off. I can't have her, like, choke midair. She doesn't have her senses about her right now. it's 5.45 in the morning. It's 5.45. We're all a little groggy. And I'm, like, begging this cat not to puke on the sheets. And, uh, (laughs) just didn't get my wish. (laughs) Well, you can wish in one hand and shit in another, Amy. See which fills puke in another. Or puke in another. (laughs) So my day started at 5.45 with my cat puking in my bed directly next to my face. So I jumped up, stripped the bed clean, threw everything in the wash, and then was like, I got a couple more hours to sleep. On my fucking bear mattress? I don't think so. So here's where the loss starts to shift into a win. I'm like, you know, I'm fucking awake. There's adrenaline running all the way through me. Maybe I'll just, like, be an adult, a good, productive adult, yeah. get ready, and go to work. Yeah. So I did. I took a great shower. I had a relaxing cup of coffee because I wasn't rushed to get uh-huh. in. I got into my office. And get this. 7.45. <laughs> I am at my desk at work this morning. And I had an incredibly productive morning. Nobody bothered me. And that momentum kept going all day. And frankly... I killed it today at work. You know what? I had an early doctor's appointment this morning, so when I got up and was getting ready to leave, I looked, and you weren't here. And I was like, her bed is stripped. Oh, my God. There is so a story there. <laughs> so I messaged you at, like, 11. I let it clearly yes. sit in for six hours. Yes. And it was just like, hey, girl, I got to assume there's a story. I saw your bed was completely stripped and in the wash. And you were just like, Sandy fucking puked. And I was like, I'll see you tonight. I think I called my cat a whore <laughs> did. via text message. You were like, this whore. And I was like, I cannot wait to see you tonight and hear about this story. Anyway, I turned it around. Lost to win. I'm lost obsessed. to win. Okay. What are God, you obsessed with? I guess. Top that. <laughs> it's my birthday Friday, so I'm kind Yay! of stoked. And that's, you know, birthday weeks are great. Birthday Always months. Are. Mainly, like, I am not the oh my God, it's my birthday month kind of girl, but I am welcoming the birthday month coupons. Absolutely. Got a cute pair of like nude, like wedges from DSW. Thanks at $5 birthday coup. Fantastic. All of that stuff has been coming in. My mom sweetly sent me flowers at work today. Cool. So of course everyone's like walking by my desk. Like, oh my God, those flowers are gorgeous. I'm like, thank you. 
<laughs> a couple people were like, that always was, makes you feel good. And then people and like, it smells good. It smelled so great. And everyone's like, oh, who sent you flowers? And I was like, my mama. Yeah, that's right. Don't and, let them yeah. take you down a notch. Like, my mama, it's my birthday. And we sent flowers in the Jarvai household. Like, <laughs> suck it. I don't care. But so, yeah, my birthday's coming up this Friday. I'll be in a lovely two-day work session. Yay. My boss kindly was like, I'll try to do what I can to get you out by three. And I was like, all right. I'm not going to cry about that. I'll see the family this weekend. Fun birthday stuff. So not obsessed about the number I'm turning, but I'm obsessed for having a birthday. Fair enough. Another trip around the sun. You've got to count your blessings, right? You do. Absolutely. Okay. So you guys, like, there has been a lot of pop culture just news lately, Oh, my God. Right? So much. And talking about obsessions, Eric and I have both just not really been able to stop talking about and talking to you, Rewinders, about this documentary on HBO, Leaving Neverland. Oh, my God. And I think about it seven times a day. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, I'm still not okay, to be frank with you. I'll never be okay. Um, but what's spurred off of that is not unlike what's happened in a lot of other celebrity um, scandals as of late, where we're now having this conversation where, like, Michael Jackson, can we enjoy that art anymore? Can we listen to his music right. with, a, with a good conscience anymore? Or do we need to cancel Michael Jackson and basically strike him from the record? Which, striking the king of pop from the musical record and the pop culture lexicon is going to be no easy feat. But yeah. is this what we're going to decide to do as a society? And how? And how, right? You and I have been talking so much about that lately, so it's time to bring it here to the podcast. Because not only are we talking about canceling Michael Jackson recently, we're canceling R. Kelly, we've canceled Roseanne, so many more. I know that you read an awesome article about it today. Yeah, I read Everyone is Canceled from the New York Times, um, written by Jonah Engel Bromwich, and this went back to actually June of last summer. Okay. Cancel culture and the concept of canceling celebrities has been going on for about a year or two. Really kind of after the Me Too movement, I feel like, is where it really took hold. Exactly. So um, they kind of talk about how, like, to cancel – the cancel culture is basically boycott. Mm -hmm. It's just a fancier term for it, and it's basically an agreement not to amplify, signal boost, or give money to these celebrities or people of notoriety. And attention deprivation is a deprivation of a livelihood. Absolutely. What we're telling these people by their actions is that we're going to hit your bank account. And we're literally going to hit you where it hurts, and you're not going to be able to pay a bill. Right. If you, can't, if you can't get your royalties off your songs being played on the radio, if you're not getting the download streams, if your people aren't buying your albums and your merchandise, you're canceled. Exactly. And so, um, you know, they talk about a variety of different celebrities throughout this and this canceling and, like, like the whole concept of the phrase cancel. Where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. But when you really take a deep dive, thanks to the fact that here in 2019, for the last Four or five years, we've lived a subscription-based lifestyle. Sure. Everything we do is on a subscription. Our television is subscription-based. You know, a FabFitFun box. We did Birchbox for beauty products back in the day. Your cats have their own subscription box. Catnip box. You what? what? Catnip I'll, box. I'll take a sponsorship. Do you have any anti-puke pills? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but, you know, when we don't like a product anymore, we just cancel that subscription. So we're so accustomed to, in one click and one quick, easy way, canceling things that we don't like and our life has become on demand celebrities have been packaged they're sold to us as commodities in the same way a television you know netflix and hulu is sold to us like a commodity so therefore because celebrities are packaged for us they work for us Mm -hmm. if i don't like your work anymore and i don't want to be subscribed to it 
cancel. And that's what this whole article really dives into. Okay. So, I mean, and there's so much, you can not buy their things, but also you can hit them where it hurts by like unfollowing on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if you do continue to tweet or Instagram about a celebrity, but use this like hashtag, like what is it? Michael is, Michael, well, the Michael is innocent hashtag is the one defending Michael Jackson, but there's, uh, there's well, generally speaking, a lot of the um, hashtags tend to be, you know what? Let's use an example. When Kim Kardashian showed her receipts from Snapchat of the conversation Kanye West had with Taylor Swift, immediately trending was a hashtag Taylor Swift is over party. Right. And so, like, that becomes a thing. And you'll see that with a lot of people. Like, the Kanye West is over party. Like, it's just this, you're over, you're done, we've decided as a society, you out. Right. So, we've been both looking at this a lot. Um, we've been talking about it, I think even just last week or the week before on Podcast Pulse, I mentioned how Sword and Scale is canceled due to some tweets by the host, Mike Boudet, and how, like, you know, he's gone now off of his platform. And what's really kind of starting, I'm struggling with as cancel culture is becoming more and more of a thing is the abrupt nature of it, the mob mentality of, you know, people online kind of getting together and creating these hashtags and yeah. all of a sudden companies responding. Yeah. And that also, like, ugh, due process. Yeah. And we've been talking about cancel culture, I think, I mean, again, since the Me Too movement, I, I would say it started with Bill Cosby. And I was saying to you earlier, I feel like right now in our society, the two things that people are getting canceled over for the most part are sexual misbehaviors. Yeah. And racism. Yeah. So if we kind of walk it through and think about the big celebrities that have been canceled, Bill Cosby. Absolutely. um, Then followed by um, Harvey Weinstein. Then followed by Aziz Ansari. And that's the first time I stopped and went, well, wait a second. One of these things is not like the other. We've got Louis C.K. in there. We've got a host of politicians in blackface just recently that some of them are resigning. Some of them are not. And there's contention there. Um, Roseanne Barr got canceled. And so that's one that I kind of grabbed onto and I was gleeful and immediately agreed with when Uh I saw the content of her tweets and, uh, I, I agreed with that cancellation immediately, but now like we'll get there, but now that we're seeing things in a bigger picture, I'm starting to doubt that. Yeah. And in fact, Roseanne has just come out recently and given an art or an interview to the Hollywood reporter where she blames Sarah Gilbert, who mm-hmm. plays uh, Darlene. Darlene on the show, for ruining her life. Yeah. But all she claims that Sarah did to ruin her life is to tweet out, hours after Roseanne's bad tweet about yeah. Valerie Jarrett, um, a few hours later, Sarah Gilbert, who is the showrunner for the reboot of Roseanne, tweeted out basically that the cast and crew abhors her behavior yep. and does not agree. You know, they're mad at her for it. And 27 minutes after Sarah Gilbert's uh, tweet, ABC canceled the Roseanne show. 27 minutes. Yeah. Now, that's that's quick, right? It's super quick. And so just to keep real quick going on, you know, we've canceled R. Kelly, and there was that whole hashtag mute R. Kelly movement yeah. that was really the first time that it wasn't just a mob mentality on social media. It went beyond that because this mob had a bigger plan, and that was to get radio stations to stop playing him, concert mm-hmm. promoters to stop booking to not him. To money, yeah. Yeah, to stop his career in its tracks. And now we're faced with 
do we cancel Michael Jackson? And, you know, what do we, what have we always known about Michael Jackson? What do we learn that's new and different? And this is such a bombshell documentary leaving Neverland. You know, is it enough for there finally to be some organization around a true trial attempt at a cancellation of Michael Jackson? And it's really that court of public opinion that comes into play with that. You know, when you talk about Roseanne being canceled, it really is the show that got canceled. She, too, in turn, had a bit of a cancellation on her own. Yeah, she was untouchable. Well, well, nobody was going to hire her. She was untouchable in that way. But so, like, the show was canceled within 27 minutes. Yes. She necessarily wasn't immediately canceled in that way. You know what I mean? And no, she was. Sure. But it's interesting to think that, like... Fan base turned on her for sure, I Well, I don't think that there they shouldn't have. But, like, I do understand a pause. Yeah. A, we're going to suspend filming, kind of the same way Empire did when the Jesse Smollett situation went down. Mm-hmm. And they decided just to pause. They let him keep, you know, come back and do some filming. And then they paused. And then it started to go into a legal situation, and they were like, we kind of can't get caught into that. We're going to write him out. I think Empire did it correctly. Right. They didn't immediately jump to that cancellation. Well, on that one, not to take us too far off of our track, but Jesse Smollett's case is so fascinating because just today in real time, Chicago PD dropped all charges against Mm -hmm. him. So Empire wrote him out, you know, so... If anyone doesn't know the story, Jesse Smollett is an actor on Empire. He um, had a situation where he was beat up overnight and claimed it was a hate crime. Then after investigation, it came out that he actually set it all up for himself because he was trying to get a higher salary and more notoriety. So there was a huge, you know, takedown of Jesse Smollett by the Chicago PD and then therefore online and in the media. Well, now today charges are dropped. So... What do we do? Is he too far canceled? Can can we revive that? That is super interesting and remains to be seen in my eyes. Um, and then you just think of recently, this doesn't fit into my buckets of sexual misbehavior or racism, but um, with the college scandal, the yep. college, you know, rich, obsessed, which celebrities, college colleges, admission yeah, college admission scandal, like, Lori Laughlin, our Aunt Becky, got written off Fuller House. Yeah. Immediately like canceled. And well, she's not convicted of anything. No. And what's interesting is when we I look don't at... Know, when the FBI is coming and knocking down your door, there's got to be a lot sure, of stuff in the can that they know against you. And that's tax fraud. Right. She's indicted. Yeah. So is Jesse Smollett on 16 yeah. felonies. That's right. And it's now been dropped. So yep. Lori Laughlin was indicted, but she's not been convicted mm-hmm. of a crime. Here in America, we're proven to... Or we're innocent till proven guilty. Sure. So that's where I'm starting to like... Hmm. I got a bug up my butt about cancel culture. Yeah. I'm also, you know, confused when it comes to cancel culture. And I think that's a lot of the conversation that we want to have is we are willing to cancel somebody so quickly as well as um, for a variety of different reasons, but everybody gets the exact same yes um, sentencing. Is that you're right. over and you're done with. So, like, when it comes to it, we were canceling Taylor. I mean, I was never canceling Taylor Swift. You but the never. world was coming for Taylor Swift. The world was coming for Kanye West when he was meeting with Trump in the White House, and people didn't like to see well, that. And we were, claiming that slavery was a choice by well, those that's who were his own. He did some weird shit, but yes, there was a movement to cancel uh, Kanye at that time. Yeah, and you know, um, when you think about podcasts, a podcast that I love got canceled last year mm-hmm. due to tweets that happened and came out. We talked about it, I think maybe on a Patreon, but the girls from... 
the podcast was called The Morning Breath with Claudia and Jackie Ashray, and they were canceled last March of 2018 um, because they had, you know, kind of racist tweets from when they were teenagers. Kind of. Definitely racist, racist, but but they were teenagers. They were teenagers, and so... What really came out at the end of the day is that they were hiding the fact that their mother was deeply right-winged, anti-Islamic, a huge Trump supporter, but on their own platform, they never seemed to be those people. And so they felt that they were separate from their mother. And a article came out in the Daily Beast and kind of took them down, and they had to go away for a month. They had to do all of their – the whole apologize tour. Sure. And then lost you know, partnership with Verizon and major brands and deals, and then they came back. And have a new podcast, The Morning Toast, and chose to do it all on their own. Like, they kind of came back and they joke around all the time when they report on other celebrities getting canceled of, like, hey, we get it. You made a bad choice 10 years ago and everybody came for you. We hope you'll survive and you'll atone appropriately and figure out your new path forward. Because those girls dedicate a lot of their time to charity work and trying to really rectify the wrongs that they did when they were younger. Yeah. And some people will come out with just an apology and move on, like Kevin Hart. I was just, thank you. I was going to bring up Kevin Hart because obviously we saw Kevin Hart who has had a great success in the yep. last few years. Some tweets of his from 10 years ago came up to haunt him. Again, he had some homophobic yep. um, and transphobic tweets that came back to haunt him. He battled them down a few years ago, but then this year when the Oscars announced him as the host some online trolls resurfaced those and they got enough of that mob kind of push behind them that the Oscars then fired him and then had a pretty paltry show this year. Yeah. And then there's another great example of that being the director, James Gunn Uh of the um, guardians of the galaxy films who had some, I think racist tweets pop back up from 10 years ago. Somebody just, Resurfaced them, and again, very quickly, Disney fired him. Mm-hmm. And even the the cast members themselves were like, "Hold up, yeah. uh, does the punishment fit the crime?" Yeah. And, yeah. and that was about a year ago, I would say. Oh yeah, maybe even six months. That's not. That's a pretty sure. recent one. But I was going to say, within the last two weeks, he's been rehired, rehired for Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, because it makes a lot of money, and Disney knew that <laughs> they probably brought him back in. But you know, when I think about. Um, the topic of these tweets that have been out there for 10 years, they have been out there. If right. you wanted to see Kevin Hart's tweets from 10 years ago, it was an easy thing to do. I have the it's internet. It's almost like there is somebody waiting for you to get your highest level accolade and then wanting to troll you and take you down. Those tweets Kevin Hart Absolutely. wrote were out when he did Jumanji, mm-hmm. when he did Central Intelligence with The Rock, and he's been out there. The minute he got the opportunity to host the Oscars, the Academy Awards, a major milestone in his career. Then somebody was like, release the hounds. Here are the tweets. I'm going to take you down. Well, take him down when he was promoting Jumanji, dude. Or it didn't matter then. It only mattered when they were at a higher level. And I think the thing is with these tweets that we've talked about is that there is a time frame where you change. And Mm -hmm. you don't think, like, I should go delete those tweets that I did 10 years ago. You probably forgot about them because you've grown. You've learned. You understand, you know, homophobia is real and like coming to the other side. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not here to excuse all of the wrongs of the celebrities that we're bringing up, but I do. And I, I did listen to several podcasts that I want to reference in regards to this new thing that feels like it started in maybe 2016, 2017, 
of the internet, and by internet I mean people behind their keyboards, banding together and deciding to cancel uh, celebrities, TV shows, companies, like there was an Uber takedown a couple years ago, and how, and I've brought this up here before, and we've talked about how we're getting ourselves into a dangerous place. So, like, for instance, I listened to a podcast I'd never heard before, but I completely loved. Uh It was called Fake the Nation. Cool. So, um, comedian Negan Farsad, I'm sorry if I said her first name wrong, um, invites different comedians on her show, Fake the Nation, every week. They are highly um, educated in ongoings of pop culture and politics. Uh, politics Uh and also like hilarious so they have an episode from a couple months ago episode number 134 titled cancel cancel culture oh yes and you know they were just talking about how like they're kind of relating this cancel culture thing to like you know felons that get out of prison you know we we really should not be Sending people off on islands to be banned forever. That's just not how that's not how it works. That's not even how our government works. Yeah. Like if you if you do a crime, sure, sometimes you go to death row. Like like a Bill Cosby, for example, I'm not ever looking to rehabilitate Bill Cosby no. and let him back on television. He's he's done. His yeah. career is done. I don't know whether or not he'll die in prison or get out and we'll be, be able to he's old, that's what I mean. He's in prison <laughs> for a long time. So we don't know, um, but like, there is a, there is something that you can do that's a, that bad that you you're never coming back, yeah. and that would be systematic rape of you know dozens of women over twenty some years. I, I think that's bad enough. I agree to send you away, but then you know they Louis C K got the same treatment, and now like. We can combat when it talk we talk about sexual abuse, you know, if there's ever a better or a worse. But I think the extent of his crimes, if you really compared like you would in a court of law, would be a lesser degree than Bill Cosby's. Do you know what I mean? I do, but I have a question about that. Sure. And I wonder your um, example. Okay. Because Louis C.K. did try to come back and has not appeared to atone or think what he did was wrong. Now, that is true. You do have to sh- you have to do your time. I think you have to come back and, and recognize and change. He came back. He made fun of the Parkland kids. He did. He has done some horrific continuation that might not That's be true. showing his penis to people unwarranted or not wanted. But, like, we, I think we all were like, come on, Lou. You can do it. Come right. back. Atone. And he came back in such an aggressive way that we're all like, oh, you just went away and waited and didn't do anything. I, but I a, see what you're saying. That's a good point. But so I then, think he's not the right example of trying to come back. So then let's compare Bill Cosby and Aziz Ansari. Yeah. You know, I think when that that um, story broke about Aziz Ansari, a, a woman alleged that he made her feel uncomfortable and forced her into oral sex on a uh-huh. date. Um there was a moment there where we were going to cancel Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Now, he has a tone and come back. But once again, I feel like he got immediately the same punishment yeah. that Bill Cosby yes. was getting as far, not obviously in a criminal aspect, in a, in a social uh-huh. aspect. But, like, you guys, we really needed to compare those crimes. And also, Aziz had his own side of the story. Yeah. And, you know, Bill Cosby's was brought through the actual court of law, and he truly was convicted. This was a 23-year-old who got a girl to write an article in an online blog that wanted 
you know, more attention. Yep. And, and so the the punishments were not for the same crime, but they were both trying to be as severe. That's where I was like, there is yeah. no system here. There isn't, because I really do believe that um, we have the grayest of gray area in a society that really does want black and white. And they talk about it in that New York Times article, is that, like, is cancel culture the new PC culture? What mm-hmm. is the best way to be politically correct? What is the best way not to offend people? You know, okay, but that person was wrong, so I'm going to immediately cancel them so I look good. Right. You know what I mean? But like, I don't want to associate with that. I have to get out and it, not be touched by exactly. it. Exactly. But, you know, to kind of go back to a lot of what we were talking about in the beginning is a whole Michael Jackson thing. You know, where does it live with this cancel culture when somebody is embedded in the thread of our lives? You can't start your day or end your day without in some way interacting with this celebrity. Yes. We both have listened to a variety of podcasts in regards to Michael Jackson. Betch slapped on March 5th did Why the Fuck Are People Still Defending Michael Jackson? Popcast from the New York Times on March 7th. Can Michael Jackson's career ever really be derailed? Keep It <sighs> on March 6th had a whole thing about Michael Jackson. You know, I told leaving, you about that podcast which is episode. I've listened to it twice. It's, it's great. So thought-provoking. There's something like listening to journalists who really do it for a living and have continued and know their subject matter and then speak about it in an intelligent way that makes you just think different. Yeah. Let's stop and just like, sorry, there's a ruckus out in the hall. Ruckus in the hallway totally got me off guard. Um, My heart dropped. (laughs) Podcast is from the New York Times. Mm -hmm. It's a podcast uh, produced by the New York Times. Yeah. And it's a weekly dose of pop culture, but, you know, with very thought-provoking writers and and bloggers and guests on the show. And sometimes they go deeper in on articles that they've already posted and want to keep that conversation going. Right. So, you guys, if if you want to go back and listen to their Finding Neverland kind of recap, and the question that they ask is, can Michael Jackson ever truly be canceled as in like can we ever truly eradicate Michael Jackson from the fabric of American pop culture yeah and if you think they talk about too and also another podcast I listened to called The Fifth Column that I'd never heard uh-huh. before and the head host of that is from Vice which is very kind of, yeah BuzzFeedy um like ish a little more journalistic but yeah, yeah. Um, less Take this quiz and we can tell how old you are by the food you eat. (laughs) Well, on both podcasts, they were asking the question, first of all, do we cancel the entire catalog of Michael Jackson, including like the Jackson 5? Yeah. Jermaine wants that money. Right? Or, you know, even, or do we start canceling the work that came out after we know he started touching little boys? Yeah. What do you do? And how could, is it actually possible to eradicate Michael Jackson? And I will say that the stance of this podcast is that we believe what we saw on Leaving Neverland. Like that goes without being said. I believe in the victims and what they said. There is no way not to. No way not to. Um, My question is practical. Exactly. I mean, we were just joking around earlier. Pretty Young Thing by Michael Jackson has been one of my top 10 songs for so Long, I will just bop around and sing it. But now, I want to love you, pretty young thing, is crushing me. Those lyrics, and I also, are you fucking kidding me, MJ? Like, I cannot stop thinking about man in the mirror. Oh. Well, he's like reflecting on the bad parts of himself. I'm like, are you talking about how the, you are a pedophile or like human nature? Right. It's just human nature. Like, right. are you, were you always telling us? God, human nature is such a brilliant song. But, like, that's the dichotomy of it all. And, like, what rips you in two is that, you know, like you said, 
I'll be there for you by the Jackson vibe. Can I only hear the Mariah Carey version? But oh no, shit, they'll still get royalties off of that. Like, when do you stop hitting them where it hurts in that wallet, that right. bank account? But and what are we going to do impossible. at Christmas if we can't listen to I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus? And I, also, I can I really go can the rest of my life Christmas? without breaking into the thriller dance when I hear that song? Can right? I do that in actuality? So then we talked about this the other day. And I think I heard about it on these podcasts as well. Okay, the thriller dance. I can't listen to that. I can't dance. But 13 going on 30, the thriller dance is a huge moment in the movie. So do we have to cancel 13 going on 30? That's what I Because they reference mean. Michael Jackson at one point in time. Where does it fall because you Just can't? the other day I saw a little video of Baby Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy dancing to Thriller. Yes. And it was so cute. Are you telling me that thriller parodies are now done and any previous... This is almost like Tommy Westfall, you know? Yes. Like... The universe continues. If we're canceling Michael Jackson fully, does that mean that 13 going on 30, where there's a yes. whole breakout right. dance to that, does that mean my movie center stage where she dances to... <gasps> um, You're the one for me at the end? Yes. Like, is center stage canceled? I know that is a true Zenial reference. Oh my god, it's so good. But uh, you know what I mean? Like what? Everything that he's the way touched, you make me feel. The way the way you make me feel. Thank you. <laughs> you're um, the one for you're like, the, But that's a lyric in it. You're the one for me. You see, now this podcast okay. rewind canceled because I just you just referenced that. it right. Tommy Westfall blowing me up right now. Um, it's it's a question that we haven't. I don't think. I think time will tell us, but. Uh, you, I mean, we have to face the facts that Michael Jackson was a a a, a, terial, a, a serial pedophile. Yeah. Um, and he told us almost. But, you, know, you know, well, that's where I was going. And thank you. Back to this episode of the fifth column that I listened to, which was titled uh, Canceling Neverland and Everything Else. And the subtitle was Canceling Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, and the entire 70s. <laughs> yes. Because they were making the point that, like... First of all, this cancel culture has definitely kind of come in the wake of Me Too. Uh It's not like we didn't know celebrities were doing bad things before. It's that there's been a culture shift where now we are saying we, you know, we're standing up to it differently and we can't partake in your art. So they were bringing up the 70s. And for instance, like... We were not there, by the way. We know that Elvis married Lisa, uh, I'm sorry, Priscilla when she was 15. Yeah. We know Jerry Lewis married his 15-year-old cousin. cousin. We know Ew. the the uh, guitar, I'm sorry, the drummer from Led Zeppelin married a 15-year-old. We I also can't listen know, to Sarah to Heaven now. Yeah, exactly. Is that oh. what you're trying to tell me? And it's, But it, that was not a secret. Everyone no. knew that then. But there was this separation between I know what I know about this celebrity, but I'm still here to enjoy the art. And also, like, that's them. It doesn't bother me or impact my life. We didn't I don't consume care. every aspect of celebrities back then. We just only cared about their music and exactly. the art they put out. We didn't care who they were seen with or what we they ate for lunch and we didn't need our celebrities to tell us who they were voting for but I didn't then. need to influence me. They, celebrities had, weren't influencers. Exactly. And they were talking this other podcast that I found that I really like. It was called Brunch Culture. Oh, which I feel like our culture. We are brunch culture. We are brunch culture. Right? It was um they were talking about the exact same thing of like you can't this like knowing someone as a full being 
and knowing only a piece of them. Like, for instance, it's easy to cancel a celebrity when you only know what you kind of have filtered. But if you think about, like, everyone's got a shitty family member who says horrible things, believes things that you completely disagree with, or maybe even a friend, but you know them as an entire person yes. and or you just have to deal with them because they're in your family. Yeah. You can't cancel them. No. In the same way, like, I'm not sure we can cancel Michael Jackson. Yeah. But then on brunch culture, they even went a step further and made me think inside, you know, what if I have to cancel myself because I've done some bullshit yeah. in my day? Oh, yeah. You know, we've always joked that we're glad. there was Facebook was just coming out when we were, we were in like college. We were like juniors when it launched. But there was no social media in high yeah, school or before. But, you know, if someone were to release, like, okay, I will be totally transparent. Uh-huh. I used to love to get drunk in college and tell Helen Keller jokes. I thought it was so fucking funny. Uh-huh. And dead baby jokes. Yeah. I did it. All of the time. There was a weird craze in the early aughts where, like, they were being, rampant. Being as crude as possible. Yes. And you yes. could search the, like, I would search the web to get, like, the top 40 I'm dead sorry, baby jokes. Would you ask Jeeves? I would ask Jeeves <laughs> for, like, dead baby jokes to be armed with to uh-huh. be the funniest the one in the group at the party. And, look, if some video of that got sent oh to my, my vice president... And I lost my job at the company that I work for because I told ba- dead baby jokes when I was 20. Yeah. I, just, I, compl- I don't think that's indicative of who I am. No. Now I look back and realize, poor taste. Poor taste. Not great. Not, <laughs> not the not, greatest. But I wouldn't do it. Stupid. I wouldn't do it now. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yes. I, you know we what I mean? We all have a moment where, for some reason, shape or form, we would be canceled. Something that we would do that the court of public opinion would say you were wrong without remembering that they did something wrong too. So like when we yell at these celebrities for doing bad things, it's like, well, what's a terrible thing? Like when you point one finger, you point four back at yourself. Like none of us, no one has clean hands at the end of the day. But what we're saying is like, where's that leeway? Where's the leg room here? Like there's gotta be some. And in court of public opinion, there is no due process. None. And so it does feel very much like we have gone way too far to hang them all high. Yeah. And that we need to settle back and I don't know how we'll ever, like, make rules that we all agree to, right? Because, like, there's not... (laughs) Until we have the Twitter constitution. Oh, my God. Chrissy (laughs) Teigen is on it. Don't you worry about it. a Supreme Court of Twitter that's up there... Chrissy Teigen. (laughs) up there deciding, you know... Twitter, by the way, did call her the mayor of Twitter. So, like, this really is on her. And as our appointed person, we need to ask her (laughs) what the rules are. How does this work? I think we should follow her. That's that's not a bad leader. No, I'm totally. Then again, we should have a fair and balanced election, not influenced by Russia. Um, <laughs> to like make it clean. We, we basically all know. what we're saying is that we are looking for your vote for secretaries of podcasts <laughs> because as your secretaries of podcasts, we're just going to drink and bring you the best podcasts of the week. I'm here to serve the people, basically. <laughs> but yeah, I think that you know, with cancel culture, I'm fine with canceling the concept of cancel culture yeah. and asking more questions and just putting a pause. You did something bad, okay? Litmus test. Do you feel bad about it? No. 
I'm going to put you closer to the cancel bucket. <laughs> Answer correctly. Yeah. But if you do feel bad and you have remorse, like, okay, I can move you over. But, like, what bucket do you want to live in? Do you want to keep that house in the Malibu Hills? Malibu Hills. Malibu Beach and the Hollywood Hills? Or do you really miss your, like, one-bedroom loft in Kansas City and you want to go back? Like, right. Or the Oakwood um, the Oakwood Apartments in L.A. that all of all Michael like, Jackson's protégés had to live in. First of all, that could be an ins- Podcast on its own, the Oakwood Apartments. The Oakwood that's Diaries. Like, oh my god, that's where all of these like up and coming yes. child actors would go live in LA. And, sure. I mean, if those walls could talk, they, they would scream. To say. Um, okay, so I mean, look, and you and I are putting our opinions out there. We've yeah. listened to a lot of opinions similar and different than ours on this. And again, until we somehow organize yeah. all of these opinions into like some sort of government. There's just, this is going to be what it's going to be. And somehow I feel like it's a pendulum. You know, we swung so far one way. We're going to swing back. Dead baby jokes may be coming back in 2021. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably not if I'm going to see into the future. But what we kind of wanted to do with this conversation is get it into your head too. Yeah. You know, reminders, as you're listening, as you're seeing, you know, people get canceled, raise those flags, ask those questions. Is this right? Is this appropriate? You know? I mean, is it black and white? If it is somebody raped somebody and we've got proof, then yeah, you got to go. But if you had a bad homophobic tweet, then, and it was 20 years ago, Twitter was not that old. But you know what we're saying is just think a little bit before you hit the retweet on a cancel culture moment. Yeah. Yeah, just cooler heads prevail, I think, is really like what we all need to agree to. Yeah. Speaking of black and white, I'm watching the Baby Podcast, which is a tuxedo monster she's a complete asshole and she's trying to figure out how to fuck shit up she's on the elliptical and not getting a single (sighs) well while we wait for her to crash something in this room i have a question for you yeah we we talk about a lot here on podcast rewind Uh um of all of the insanity between incels to diamonds to alternate universes what do you think is most likely to get podcast rewind canceled I think what would get us and probably me canceled the most is my stance on multi-level marketing and pyramid schemes. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like I am in such the minority, even though I know I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) Does that make sense? Like I'm right, but I'm in the minority. Yes. If I get one more Facebook, like, hey guys, I just got the opportunity to join a really great company. Did you... Please, no. Exactly. Like, if LuLaRue matches up with um, Rodan and Fields and, like, they get oh, enough of their consultants hard. to listen to Podcast Rewind and then, like, hashtag Podcast Rewind canceled yes. party, it might be the end for us and oh, our no sponsors. A thousand percent. I know it's coming for me. I, it's just, but that is a sword <laughs> I am willing to lay on. Make it a rusty, dirty sword. I will lay my body on it. I know. How I feel is right. <laughs> I am positive that the number of times I have described in detail gruesome murders <laughs> on this podcast, like one day there's going to be an anti-true crime movement uh-huh. and like goodbye podcast rewind. Well, goodbye podcast rewind and my favorite murder and true crime obsessed. Wait, they'll come you're before. All go- but by the way, when you guys are in jail, you're going to have the best party ever. Right. You guys are just going to sit around exactly. and drool over true crime yeah. and be in a, in a prison with other murderers. <laughs> PR is not going first. We're going to be a domino <laughs> that falls towards the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the rewinders will be there for me, all 20 of you. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just kidding. My mom doesn't listen. All right. I think that's our cancel culture. That's our cancel culture conversation, guys. We kind of want to know what you think. Yeah. So post on our latest Instagram or send us a DM and tell us what your thoughts are on cancel culture. Is it too black and white? Is it not gray enough? Is there somebody you think we should be canceling? Or, yeah, should we cancel everything? Do you want to cancel us? Should we cancel this? Do you want to cancel yourself? Like, (laughs) let us know. But... Let's go on to Podcast Pulse, right? Speaking of culture. Yeah, so this week we want to give you the top three podcasts from the society and culture category. So the first one. (laughs) Read your own handwriting. Do it. You can do it, Jarf. To live and die in L.A. I apologize for who I am when I write. (laughs) To live and die in L.A. is number one. Okay, on iTunes charts, on right? On iTunes charts. So, yeah, we are looking at the iTunes charts. They're the only one that really puts out charts. Number two, Amy, sounds so cool. Root of Evil, the true story of the Hodel family and the Black Dahlia. Yes, yes, I'm in. So, so no, into that. I did try to watch that TNT show. Um, this is from TNT. So, I wonder okay. if it's an extension of that show. When I was at when I was at home in Michigan for a while, I was watching, um, what is that? I want to say I'll be gone in the dark, but that's the <laughs> Golden State Killer book. Um, was it called Root of Evil? It's something about the night. Have we gone in the night? Um, yeah, well, I hate myself, and everyone's <laughs> screaming at me, but... Cancel Amy. Whatever that is, I haven't been... I, I didn't... I wasn't able to finish it, but I, I do want to. Yeah. Well, that had Chris Pine in it, so I'm surprised you couldn't, like, push through, because he is a hottie. Yeah, but he's, like, weird in it. Oh. Anyway. I'm okay. Sevens, if I'm, if I'm talking about Chris's. Okay, but number three, Amy, I think is going to be really cool. Okay. Crime Junkie. This is with host Ashley Flowers, and her goal is every Monday to put out basically a happy hour chat with her listeners, a.k.a. her best friends, and talk about the crimes that she's totally obsessed with. Oh, my God. That's right up my alley. I'm going to put it on my list right now. Absolutely. Love it. So, of course, those are the top three in the society and culture, but Amy and I have some pop-ups that we listened to this week that have nothing to do with cancel culture. Yes. And Amy... Yes, you going first? Buckle up. Okay, okay, buckle. I am doing a true crime podcast. That made the podcast run. Good, I'll just yell more often. This is a podcast by one of our favorites, Parcast. Oh, the I love Parcast Network. They're so kind to us on Instagram. Oh my gosh, yes! Shout out Parcast. Happy to join. Um, <laughs> we're not dark enough. They are really like a true crime yeah. area, and I love it. But I listen to. Female Criminals, one of their newer yes, shows. Yes, great show. I have listened. And this is a two-part podcast okay. called Princess Die. Is it my Diana? Uh, no. No? This is Diane Downs. Oh, I don't know her. Oh, no. Because in um, 1983, a mm-hmm. carjacking went awry. Her and her three children were on a very dark back road driving, and a guy with bushy hair and a hot mess came up and tried to, like, carjacked them and she said no and so he shot her three children and her but she managed okay to get away with just a bullet to the arm but her children were severely injured Mm. and she you know goes flying into an er my bullshit meter is stoically like hey my kids got shot there was a weird carjack No. No, Uh, no 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 long story short diane Fell in love with a gentleman who didn't really want children, so the best way to move forward with him was to get rid of her own. Not the carjacker, though, right? There's no carjacker. There's There's no no. carjacker. Great. She shot her own children. This is a two-pot podcast talking about the backstory of Diane and how she kind of 
came to be this horrible monster of a mother. Yeah. Now, mind you, she was 27 at the time, so she was young and had gone through a lot in her life. Her father abused her. They moved around a lot. She had a lot of her own social sure, sure. issues. So can't shoot your children. Ideally, you should not. No. So um, part two kind of goes into the whole murder of it all and the craziness. So also, if you want to know more about Diane, there's a great 2020 that's out right now. I'm kind of obsessed with like a 2020 slash podcast moment. There's been with so Elizabeth much Holmes of that. last week. Yeah. And now um, Diane, her news interviews that she had while her children were still in the hospital, like one did unfortunately pass away. Oh. Two were in severe critical condition. Her interviews would be just laughing and making jokes like, I get it. My one daughter is in a better place. What are you going to do? I'm lucky. So lucky to have gone through this situation. I've learned so much. Cringe. Crazy. Cringe, cringe, cringe. Amy, here's why I'm bringing it up to you. Okay. Um, Guys, we are going to post this on our Instagram later this week. But the internet has had something to say about Diane. Okay. That maybe she has a doppelganger in the world. Oh, no. Let me see. Does that maybe look like Janelle from Team Mom? (gasps) Oh! Oh my god, that looks like Janelle Evans from Teen Mom too. Like a oh my god. doppelganger. Oh my god. oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh, okay. If you're not Teen Mom 2 fans, um, Erica just showed me a picture, and I'm sorry about uh, who I am, but <laughs> holy shit. Okay. Looks at Janelle like has her. three, and I believe she can murder all of them. <laughs> She's also a monster. She's a monster. So, like, people are, like, freaking out over this woman. Not only this murder from 1983 that was insane, but then... <gasps> Oh, oh my, my god, god. you Janelle. look like Janelle, who's kind of in the same situation. <laughs> that was my present to you, but um, if you want to learn more about non-Princess Die, <laughs> the episodes are Princess Die on Female Criminals from Parcast. Great. I found a new podcast this week that I'm in love with, and I think you would super dig. Okay. So, you know, one thing I will say is neither you or lot. You or I like to ever be wrong in any scenario ever. I told a friend today that I was right right 98.6% of the time. (laughs) And I'll just agree with you because arguing is not worth it. It's not your shock suit. But I did find a (laughs) podcast called You're Wrong About that I dig. It's from hosts Michael Hobbs and Sarah Marshall. Okay. Don't forget Sarah Marshall. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Get it? Um, But basically the two of them... They're both writers, and uh, they go back through just, like, huge news stories. Okay. And you know how sometimes in the news things can get so sensationalized? Yes. And then years later you have an interview with the, you know, center people of all of that, and you're like, none of it happened that way. Yes. That's what Michael and Sarah are doing is they are uncovering the truth behind sensationalized news stories. Okay. So, like, a quick look down their their list of stories, Jeffrey Dahmer, Columbine, Shaken Baby Syndrome, Stranger Danger, Lorena mm-hmm. Bobbitt, Roe v. Wade, just things that, you know, uh, we all know from from the news and just yeah. from even pop culture, but, like, what's the actual truth? So I listened to their episode from December of 2018 about one Amy Fisher. Oh, yes. The I love long, this story. The Long Island Lolita. If I may. Yes. Long Island Lolita? Oh. <laughs> okay, then. Listen, you can do Michigan. I can do Long Island. Yeah, that's fine. You got it, girl. So, like, Amy Fisher, like, I fully remember that story from yes. the 90s. Her and Joey uh, Buttafuoco. Joey Buttafuoco. So, Amy 
Uh, oh my Fisher. God, did you hear what Joey and Amy did down at the dealership? Oh, my God. Oh my God. So God. she attempted murder on Mary Jo Buttafuoco. Yep. Um, at... And so, like, as the story went on, you know, she's 16, Joey's a full-fledged man. Full-fledged man. Um, Mary Jo's a full-fledged man, but, or woman, <laughs> woman. <laughs> but, um, you know, the way the story got out, Amy was really painted as a hussy, a young, crazy, obsessed teen yeah. with her older boyfriend. And while, like, Joey may have been dick in the neighbor down the street, like, there's no cause for her to come kill his wife. She's crazy. And then, you know, her whole kind of, like, life got taken down. Yeah. But on You're Wrong About, Sarah did all of the research and tells Michael. That's what I like about this show is they take turns um, oh, I love every that. week. Oh, so they tell each other you're wrong. They tell each other you're wrong about this. Cool. Yes. So Sarah tells Michael all about how, like, in reality, Amy Fisher was a 16 year old girl with two abusive, neglectful parents yeah. who had never really felt love before. She comes across Joey Botafuco because he's a car mechanic and she needed her car fixed. And he convinced her to take her back to her house and have sex with her in the middle of the day. Oh, and then Joe. on the side, Joey's car mechanic career, you know, only brought home so much money, and he was a seedy motherfucker. Yeah. He basically was involved as essentially a pimp in this, like, escort <laughs> service on Long Island, <coughs> and kind of got Amy involved. So, like, he had turned Amy into a 16-year-old sex worker. Perfect. And then he also yes. just, he's the only man in Amy's life that had ever shown her that she was wanted, that she was valued. Yeah. Um, for the first time ever, she's like... Like got some of her own discretionary money, even though well, you know she had to give a cunt to the, yeah a cunt to them. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That a was cut. So See you next Tuesday. I am so sorry. Oh, that was Podcast so funny. Podcast is getting canceled. I'm dead. That was so good. <laughs> Freudian slip. I'm so sorry, Mom. Anywho, we were wrong about Amy Fisher. At the end of the day, we were wrong about Amy Fisher. Um, Sarah tells Michael, and you should go along for the ride. I also listened to Michael tell Sarah that she's wrong about the Terry Schiavo case. Okay, yeah. Do you remember that one? Yeah. That was happening while we just moved to Florida. Yeah, the woman, yeah, she was from Florida. Um, Her parents versus her husband and, like, you know, who next of kin decides if you live or die, if you're in a vegetative state. Yeah. And, wow, I remember that story and yes. thinking that the husband was a monster and the parents were right fighters. Listen to that episode of You're yeah. Wrong About and you'll have a very different opinion. I can imagine um, that one was really controversial. Yeah, You're Wrong About is super high on my list of things to listen to every week right now. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely adding that to my list. Yes. Oh, I just saw a work email pop up from my boss, so I guess we better wrap up this podcast. I guess that means this show is wrapping up. We hope you guys don't cancel us this week or anytime soon. Please don't. In fact, if you don't want to cancel us, head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and let us know why you love to subscribe and hear us every week. It's a super huge thing for us, so thank you. Don't forget Instagram and Twitter. It's like my early birthday gift. Yeah. We'll love you back, by the way. Yeah. We have thumbs. We can like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, guys, with that being said, have a great week. If you have any good ideas that you want to hear us talk about, shoot us a note, and we'll see you next Tuesday. No, yes. Just kidding. <laughs> see you next Tuesday, and until then, do not forget. Be kind. And rewind. Bye, guys. Bye.